Hello and welcome to another episode of Virtual Legality. I'm your host, Richard Hogue, managing member of the Hogue Law Business Law Firm of Northville, Michigan. And today we continue our long-running series on terrible terms of service and the tech companies that bring them to you. On your screen right now is a untether your expectations marketing spiel from Oculus and the sale of their new unit, Oculus Quest 2. Now, before we get started, if you follow me on Twitter, you might already know that I absolutely love the Oculus Quest. I've been a big proponent of virtual reality, as you can probably tell from the name of this series on this channel already, and I have enjoyed the Oculus Quest for some time now because it is the first unit in virtual reality to not use wires and really allow you to use a play space to its maximal extent, and I think it is a great product, and I was excited about checking out the Oculus Quest 2. But a funny thing happened on the way to the release of the Oculus Quest 2, and that happened a couple of months ago when Oculus put out this series of tweets. They said, today, we're announcing some important updates to how people log into Oculus devices while still keeping their VR profile. Starting in October 2020, everyone using an Oculus device for the first time will need to log in with a Facebook account. If you're an existing user and already have an Oculus account, you'll have the option to log in with Facebook and merge your Oculus and Facebook accounts. If you're an existing user and choose not to merge, you can continue using your Oculus account, great, for two years. After January 1st, 2023, we will end support for Oculus accounts. And I have to admit, when I saw this particular set of tweets, when I saw this being reported online around the internet, it didn't actually phase me that much because I didn't really think about the implications for what Facebook was trying to do with this change. I think from an operational standpoint, it makes a lot of sense. We don't really need two separate accounts. We bought Oculus before they were really figuring all this out. We don't need all that extra kind of back-end logistical problems, and so we're going to make it all a Facebook account. What I didn't really think about, though, is that Facebook is an entirely different product and service from Oculus, from selling a piece of hardware through which you will purchase video games and potentially other kind of platforms on virtual reality to enjoy, and that has created no small amount of problems throughout this month. As we see here reported last month from Rebecca Valentine at Games Industry Biz, we started to see the first kinds of issues. Oculus users who violate Facebook rules may lose access to their VR content. Violations can include using pseudonyms or providing an inaccurate date of birth, among a hundred other things. And now it's starting to become a little bit more clear what the issue is here, right? Six at Six Live, who is talking about Facebook and these kinds of issues a lot, put out a tweet that said, important VR PSA, deactivating your Facebook profile disables your Oculus profile. Deleting your Facebook account takes away all of your games, purchases, and products. And he put up an image here that says that deactivate your account. He highlighted, you will also not be able to access Oculus products or your Oculus information. This includes your app purchases and achievements, etc. You just lose access to all of that. Now, at the same time that this was happening, this unit only launched a couple of weeks ago, I believe on October 13th, there have been a number of false flags, false positives, because Facebook doesn't know what it's doing with communications on this. So as of 24 hours ago, there were reports on Reddit and elsewhere online that said if you tried to have multiple VR headsets connected to your single account, that you were getting banned. And in fact, the Reddit thread itself had images of the folks at 
Oculus telling folks that you would be banned again from six at six live. Now, Engadget put out an article earlier this morning that said, okay, Oculus has tried to tell us that they won't ban people for that, but they don't actually have their ducks in a row, nor do they have their ducks in a row for people that want to have multiple Facebook accounts attached to one Oculus headset. They promise that that is coming in the future. So what does that look like in real time? You're in virtual legality after all. And what we do here is we look at terms of service. We look at terms and conditions. We talk about this from a business and legal perspective. You see that they have added what they call supplemental Oculus terms of service as a document that attaches not to some other Oculus document, although it does include those, but more specifically governed by both the Facebook terms of service, facebook.com slash terms, which we will of course look at in part as part of this video, and these supplemental Oculus terms of service. So you do adopt, as Game Industry Biz suggested in September, the Facebook terms of service for your use of the Oculus system. Now, why is that fundamentally a problem for you? Well, I've highlighted here that they do some fun stuff with using your name and profile picture for ads and offers through Facebook. We'll talk about that a little bit more as part of this video as well. But most specifically, because a Facebook account is required, as they say, you can get suspended or terminated from your Oculus unit if they determine that you've breached the terms, these terms, the community standards, a bunch of other policies that actually do relate to the use of VR, their conduct in VR policy, their Oculus platform abuse policy, etc., etc., or if Facebook, which for this purpose is an entirely different company that, yes, owns Oculus, but is making its own determinations based on its own terms of service, if they suspend or disable your Facebook account, you lose access to your Oculus products. And Facebook and its affiliates, including us, it should be noted, assume no liability for such loss of access and use and will have no obligations related to such loss. Now, that in and of itself probably sounds horrible enough, but if you aren't familiar with the Facebook terms, if you haven't looked at them before, you will know that just like a lot of other big technology terms of service that we talk about, they incorporate this very ambiguous gray area set of guidelines and standards and reserve the right to do whatever they want to your account. If we determine that you have clearly, seriously, or repeatedly breached our terms or policies, capital P policies, whatever we decide to enact in blog form or elsewhere, including in particular our community standards, we may suspend or permanently disable access to your account. We may also suspend or disable your account if you repeatedly infringe other people's intellectual property rights, which is interesting, right? As we have talked about in this space, one of the things that gaming does is potentially not give the right licenses to the public performance or display or streaming of their video games so that if you are streaming something on Facebook gaming or elsewhere through a Facebook service of some kind, chances are, unless you get an express right in that contract for the licensed game, you are probably infringing at least technically somebody's intellectual property rights somewhere. And once you are technically doing something, well, Facebook reserves the right to bring the hammer down on you, which will also now have the leverage point of potentially eviscerating whatever money you have spent on their hardware and software services through Oculus. Now, the community guidelines are what we expect here. 
from the Facebooks of the world. We have kind of broad categories, violence and criminal behavior, sure. Nobody wants incitement to violence. Nobody really wants fraud. That's all fair. We don't want to talk about exploitation or privacy violations, which is always interesting coming from Facebook. Hate speech starts to get into that ambiguous terminology. What might be hate speech to you or me might not be to Bob or Mary or whomever. Certainly this crosses international lines and Facebook has struggled to make hate speech and other definitions apply to the European Union in the same way that they apply to the United States, in the same way that they apply to Asia, has struggled with that throughout. And then you get to what was actually talked about with respect to misrepresentation in that Games Industry Biz article, right? They want you to be authentic on Facebook, which again has a very tenuous connection to Oculus other than the fact that the same company owns them. And so if you don't use the right name, they could potentially suspend or terminate your account. If you have inauthentic behavior, what does that mean? I don't know. Facebook does. And they reserve the right to do whatever they want to limit inauthentic behavior. If you spread quote unquote false news or manipulated media, Again, if you don't respect people's intellectual property or other things, then Facebook reserves the right to terminate your account, which now has the carry-on effect of eliminating the purchases that you made on this entirely separate piece of hardware. Now, why does Oculus say that they are doing this, right? It's always important to give both sides of the argument a discussion here. They say that this is a single way to log into Oculus and unlock It's social features. Don't you want to unlock those social features? Facebook thinks you do, and so does Oculus. They say giving people a single way to log into Oculus using their Facebook account and password will make it easier to find, connect, and play with friends in VR. The majority of our users are already logging into Oculus with a Facebook account to use features like chats, parties, and events, or to tune into live experiences in Oculus Ventures. I can tell you the quest that I purchased last year is not connected to Facebook. It will never be connected to Facebook. I guess it will just be bricked as of January 1st, 2023, because I won't sign up and connect it with my Facebook account. And we plan to introduce the ability for multiple users to log into the same device using their own Facebook account, but note that they plan to, it doesn't exist right now, and they put this plan forward, even with that being the case, even though you might have, oh, I don't know, daughters that like to use the Quest and could potentially screw up something with somebody's account somewhere in a fashion that Oculus and Facebook really haven't contemplated before now, apparently. Then they give some of the backing that you saw in other places with respect to this reporting. Using a VR profile that is backed by a Facebook account and authentic identity helps us protect our community and makes it possible to offer additional integrity tools. For example, instead of having a separate Oculus code of conduct, we will adopt Facebook's community standards as well as a new additional VR-focused policy. So they understand that the Facebook community standards, which of course cover social media posts to your aunt and uncle, isn't really a great analog for dealing with hardware virtual reality video game playing. So they have these supplements, they have a number of additional policies, but they've adopted the baseline Facebook policies because, question mark, it's easy, it's useful. As they say, this will allow us to continue to take the unique considerations of VR into account by adding more law on top of you, while offering a more consistent way to report bad behavior, hold people accountable, and help create a more welcoming environment across our platforms, right? Because now they're leveraging your behavior on Facebook against Oculus and your behavior on Oculus against what is presumably a valuable service in Facebook to somebody somewhere. 
If you can't tell, I don't use Facebook very regularly. And as Facebook adds new privacy and safety tools, Oculus can adopt and benefit from them too. When they change their mind on something, when Zuckerberg is called before Congress to change something that they don't like, or before the European Union as a monopolist or whatever else Facebook is doing, well, they can change their tools and so can Oculus. Aren't you thrilled? Well, if you aren't yet, you will be. This update will make it clear that the Oculus platform is provided by Facebook and will include information on how our users' data is managed. As we've previously shared, when you log into Oculus using your Facebook account, Facebook will use information related to your use of VR and other Facebook products to provide and improve your experience. Now, what does improve your experience mean to Facebook? Well, this information will be used to show you personalized content, including ads. Yes, like everything else that Facebook does, and again, I'm in favor of these companies being allowed to do this so long as they're transparent about it. They are collecting more data to use more data to advertise to you, to collect more data, to sell you more advertisements and to make more money. That's what Facebook's about. That is what they are using Oculus for. There is a reason that they spent billions on it. They bought Oculus for a reason and apparently it's now coming to fruition. They want to use people in VR to get more data, to sell more Facebook ads and potentially to sell more Oculus ads using the Facebook data that you have now connected for them so that they can tell you that you were once talking about oranges with your mom on Facebook and now there's a deal on oranges at the local grocery store, now delivered to you in wild and vibrant virtual reality. And that's really what this is about. They want that data. They want that connectivity. They say there are all these benefits, but I see very few of them. And even they admit that they don't really exist by adopting a separate VR-focused policy. This is all just to tie that data to you and to Facebook to collect it. And now we've talked about bad terms of service, terms of conditions here before. We recently went over the PlayStation 5, or more specifically, the new PlayStation Network terms of service and how those specific terms allow for the PlayStation 5 recording that has created a certain amount of tumult online. And that within those terms of service, outside of just recording, you have the same problem in the PlayStation ecosystem that you have elsewhere, which is you have this grand set of ambiguous codes of conduct that allow PlayStation and Sony to cut you off if they feel so inclined. Do not create anything that disparages anyone based on physical ability. Do not promote hate speech. Do not engage in or promote or facilitate activity that infringes the rights of any third party, regardless of whether they gave you a license to stream. Don't be rude to our employees. And if you do any of these things, and I didn't go over all of them, obviously, this can be a violation of our code of conduct that may result, up to us, of course, in moderation taken against your account or your PlayStation devices. We can kill every dollar that you spent on your hardware or in the PlayStation network to buy video games if you don't follow these rules. Now, where do these differ, of course? These interact directly with the piece of hardware that you purchased. These are the terms of service for the PlayStation Network through which you are using your PlayStation. That is wildly different than what is happening here. And Facebook knows it. And of course, Facebook has not been the greatest arbiter of when there has been a breach of their community guidelines as it stands, right? I just pulled up a random article here from The Verge. It says Facebook says it mistakenly suspended hundreds of activists' account. These were apparently protesters of a pipeline. Facebook suspended them for what amounts to illegal activity and then said, oh, we're sorry about it, but they might not have if it didn't make it into The Verge. And 
regardless of whether or not it did, you would have lost your rights to whatever money you had spent in their Oculus ecosystem if you were at this pipeline protest or another protest or whatever else that Facebook determines is now a violation of its community guidelines as it is the sole arbiter responsible for, right? Just like every other set of guidelines Facebook puts at the bottom of their set, they don't even reference breaches or thou shall not here. They have all of this muddy, ambiguous water sandwich language. And they say, well, the consequences for violating our community standards, they vary. For instance, we, we may warn someone, but if they continue to violate it, we may restrict their ability to post on Facebook or disable their profile. And our community standards are a guide for what is and isn't allowed on Facebook. Only now what is or isn't allowed on Facebook will directly impact the money that you spent on hardware and software separate from Facebook. And it's a surprise that Facebook is doing this kind of thing with their hardware at the same time that they are under an intense amount of scrutiny. We just talked about the antitrust subcommittee, the majority report from the Democrats in the House of Representatives here in the United States, talking about how Facebook is a monopoly, how Facebook is killing certain privacy rights amongst its users and how Congress wants to take another look at it. We've seen Facebook having to deal with quote unquote misinformation. They've adopted an independent oversight board, as I brought up a TechCrunch article on, to review content and moderation cases, even though they still reserve the entire right to ignore those content and moderation decisions from their oversight board. So Facebook is in permanent and constant trouble here on these points. And it is no surprise that some people aren't comfortable signing up to Facebook, giving Mark Zuckerberg their personal information, which remember has to be authentic in order to not be a breach of their community guidelines in order to use a virtual reality headset. Now, what does Facebook and Oculus actually say about this? No surprise. They say it's fine. Right? I've pulled up an article from Upload VR, which if you're into virtual reality, I highly recommend checking out, in which they talk about an Ask Me Anything on apparently Instagram, of course, a Facebook company, from Andrew Boz Bosworth, the vice president of augmented and virtual reality at Facebook. And what does he say? Well, the question was, any word on people getting their Facebook accounts banned and making the quest useless? Yeah, of course. We've been tracking this from day one really closely, following up with every single individual case that comes across. The number of cases isn't large, but of course the impact is huge on those people and we take that really seriously. Every single person in VR matters to us. So I mean, I think people should continue to make sure their Facebook accounts are in good standing before they buy the headset. They can work through those problems before they do it. And second of all, if we are really working quickly through those and resolving all those issues that come up, there are Facebook account issues that can be solved and we are working through them. So the ultimate baseline stance of Facebook is, yeah, man, that sucks. But if you weren't such a meanie on Facebook, then you could buy an Oculus Quest too. So you should be nice on Facebook. Also, welcome to the Facebook environment. Check out these 35 pages of community guidelines and understand that we can suspend you if we don't like your political demeanor, if it's so gleans it to be so. So what we've got here is him saying, yeah, it's fine. Make sure your Facebook account is in good standing. And then he tries to defend it. But I want to point out, this is very common. Google, Apple, Xbox, pick a favorite. They make you sign in with an account. And there's a reason for that. 
We get to provide better services that way and stronger guarantees around things like data security and compliance with regulations. So I'm a big fan of this move even still. Signing in with a Facebook account is maybe the worst guarantee you can have about compliance with regulations and data security if you followed Facebook in the news at all. But even separating that, even if a one account for the company is better overall because you don't have to have as much backend logistical support, which is undoubtedly the case, look at the sleight of hand here. I want to point out this is very common. Google, Apple, Xbox. You have an Apple account for your iPhone. It's because you're using an Apple iPhone. If you have an account for your Xbox, it's because you're using an Xbox. And yes, Microsoft and Apple probably do draw in these various different terms of service, but in no way are they separate entirely from the hardware that they have sold you. Google is perhaps a closer analog here because you can use your Google account to do a bunch of stuff online, but even they have separate terms of service for whatever specific part of the Google infrastructure you are using. No, instead, this is a bit like Twitch coming out and saying, all right, well, if you are going to use an Amazon account to buy hardware, then you are also going to have to comply with the Twitch community guidelines. And we note in the Twitch community guidelines that to protect the integrity of our community, we at Twitch reserve the right to suspend any account at any time for any conduct that we determine to be inappropriate or harmful. So you have to have a Twitch account to buy something on Amazon. And if you bought something on Amazon, let's just make it an easy metaphor here. You bought a Kindle, you purchased some books through a Kindle account, which is also an Amazon account, which has its own terms of service. And you were required to comply with Twitch. And you said something on Twitch sometime that Twitch didn't like, and they suspend your Twitch account and we brick your Kindle. That's what this is. This is talking on Facebook and winding up with hundreds, if not thousands of dollars lost because Facebook didn't like something that you said through their platform or just decided they didn't like you. And to me, this is one of the worst terms of service combinations on the internet. I did a video on this, not because I'm going to buy an Oculus Quest 2, perhaps not because you're going to buy an Oculus Quest 2, because this continues a series of videos that talk about how these companies are continuing to steal bases, continuing to move the goalposts on what these terms of service should be. And here, it is no surprise that you have already seen the articles and the headlines that you have with respect to Facebook not even understanding what people would be concerned about with respect to its terms of service as they apply to an Oculus. And there will be no shortage of those headlines coming in the future. That would be my bet. So right now, yeah, I would say untether your expectations because if you expect some kind of contractual protection for that piece of hardware that you just bought or those video games that you just bought on that piece of hardware, you shouldn't have those expectations. They should be untethered because Facebook, they say they have no liability to you. They have ambiguous community guidelines. You have to have an account on their service. And hey, if they decide they don't like you, well, that's too bad for your multi-hundred dollar purchase. This has been Virtual Legality for today. I hope you enjoyed this video. If you did, please like, subscribe, share, tell folks that we are having these conversations in this space. We just talked about DMCA takedowns on the Twitch service, if you're interested in Twitch and other big technology questions. And we also just talked about the controversy of last week about whether or not video game streaming and streamers are getting the appropriate licenses through their contracts. And in many, many, many cases, I can tell you the answer to that is no. So if you're interested in that question, please check out that video. Otherwise, like, subscribe, share, ring bells, 
Tell folks that we are here. We are growing in a pretty good clip. We'd like to continue to do so. If you caught this on YouTube, thank you so much for watching. And if you listened as a podcast, thank you so much for listening. And I will catch you on the very next episode of Virtual Legality. Virtual Legality is a YouTube video series with audio podcast versions presented as commentary and for education and entertainment purposes only. It does not constitute legal advice and does not create an attorney-client relationship. If you have legal questions about the topics discussed, please consult your own legal counsel.